Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck. Hopefully my audio sounds great. With me as always, my traveling co-host, Chris Marler. Yeah. Um, I'm eating Texas Pete popcorn, by the way. It's so good. Like I, I know that like probably uh, like most of our listeners think that we just say that to say it. That I went through both those bags in one day. This, if you're watching the YouTube, Texas Pete Cheddar Hot Popcorn is so good. So good. Yeah. What a uh, fan. Ben Diesel, if you're in the chat still, am I still echoing or what? Um, um Yeah, man, this is kind of the week before the week, right? It kind of has yeah. that vibe a little bit. Well, you guys, um, you guys, no Florida. real surprises. I thought in the college football rankings, did you? Okay, so feel let's like... let's start by talking about this because this is like there's not there's not much to talk about, and most of it doesn't matter anyway. And we, I think it'll play itself out. Like, did UNC do something to to the committee? I don't get it. They've got they've only got one loss. Um, who was that lost to? I can't remember who it so is. So somebody yeah. the other day was it was Notre Dame. I thought it was App State. No, it, it was Notre right. Dame at home by thirteen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, Notre Dame is ranked again, by the way. They are, and they've got a guy who, if let's just say they had beat Notre Dame and they were undefeated, I think he'd be the front runner for the Heisman right now. I, like I'm not saying he should be the front runner over CJ Stroud. But like he's not gonna win. He's just he's just no. there, there's no chance in hell, no matter what his odds are right now, that people vote enough people vote for him. Because no one's talking if, about if it, he really. comes out and like Clemson's no great shake so compared to their typical team, but they are gonna be by the end of the season, you'd gotta think I mean, they'll stay in the top ten. So yeah. if UNC beats them in the ACC championship game and he slings the ball all over the place, maybe he starts to get some final recognition, but the dude is a beast, and uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's just because the coastal is so bad. You know, Miami has yeah. been significantly worse than we thought they would be. Uh, Pitt so has bad. been worse than everyone thought they would be. So I just think that it's a product of being on a bad side of a pretty bad conference all around. But yeah, yeah. I mean, one loss. But they're, they're also, and this is like, this is the, the weird part is what – they're penalizing TCU for, which is like, I mean, TCU, if you look like they have just, they have, I think they're tied for the most uh, wins against ranked opponents. Um, I mean, the resume is there. <laughs> the resume is flat out there. And they, they were saying last week, there's like, you know, those games are so highly competitive. I was like, okay. So you look at like UNC, you have a two point win against app state, right? 63 to 61. You have a seven-point win against Georgia State, which they play on the road for some reason. So I don't get that. You lose to Notre Dame, and you you, you like whoop uh, Virginia Tech, but then you have a three-point win at Miami, three-point win at Duke, a three-point win at Virginia, and a two-point win at Wake. Now all those games are on the road, but isn't I mean I guess like for me it's like I, they're having a great season despite their defense, and this kid's been awesome. He's been awesome to watch, and they just are like it, it's just weird how when you look at at where some of these teams are like put like, and I mean like firmly placed in like USC is, is at seven. And I, I have every bit of confidence, like in like my mind that they will do what they can to push them in to the playoff. If they win, if they went out. 
especially over Tennessee, which I think is stupid as shit. I just, I just don't get it. Um, we have one comment from Carl Logan said, tell me more about when Lane wrote on the whiteboard. If you missed this the other day, I think this is in reference <laughs> to um, a thread in the group, uh, which was, uh, let me just an accurate take from somebody that just how many, accurate... is it how many times you've told that story about Lane? Probably. Kiffin? Yeah. Um, but it was, but somebody, somebody referenced the other day and said, you know, you, um, you tell that story about when Lane did that with Bama, that was the beginning of the end for Saban. And we all saw it coming, <clears> but Bama fans didn't, which I didn't, I mean that I feel stupid because I like, I didn't know everyone else knew for so long. Um, and then he said, uh, the moment that happens, the moment the dynasty started to die because he picked players over process. And I just sat there reading this over and over again, thinking about how many games they had played for national championships since then. Um, but yeah, there's like, there's like Doesn't some big really match up on the timeline there. No, you know, it's like, honestly, that was the, um, but it's just, listen, it's an accurate assessment, not rooted in bias at all. Um, yeah. That stuff with Virginia was pretty sad. That was awful. Um, uh, yeah. That's one of the more, yeah, that, that was really just a sad thing to see, man. Yeah. It was a former um, player. I, yeah, I wasn't shocked that they they um, canceled the the game. Not even trying to be funny here, but I did have Virginia's season win total under that was guaranteed to hit, but now they ban- that will be canceled because they didn't play enough games. But it's not about me, Chris. Um, anyways, uh, no, moving back on rankings. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I wasn't too shocked by any of these rankings here. I mean, in the top 10, like pretty much outside the top 10, you could argue different spots. But I mean, I'm kind of surprised Utah is that high. Um, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, I kind of just wrote them off after they lost to Florida, but I guess they've they've run the table a bit. I, every, I mean, USC, if you, if you line them up against Bama, do I think USC would win? Probably not, but... What? They're ranked above, above Bama, but at the same time, they have only oh, one more I'm loss. I'm fine with that. They have one loss. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. it, was, it was really weird to me to see David Pollock. Like, he's just, he gets less likable for me, like, by the minute, mainly because of how thin his ankles are. But I but, think like, he's just trying to compensate for the fact that he was clearly, they skipped over him to replace Lee Corso and brought in oh, Pat yeah. McAfee midseason. Well, here's the thing. As if Tyler, to say, is, Pollock, there's no chance that you'll be able to replace Corso on an entertainment factor. So you right. are relegated. Uh, so, so here's just the like, sad part weird. about about that decision is that some people are like, I think one out of every eight children that are born in this country are born without a personality, and that is um, what what seemed to have happened here. I think like it was it was just funny because you know I also I never thought that like since I've been doing this job. Everyone always talks about how Gary Danielson like loves Bama or so and so is a homer for their team, like like you know Herb Street for Ohio State. I never really thought most of that was true, but it is weird. Like sometimes when you think about like like you you'll just see like the actual like objective like like facts like like presented to you. It's like hey, rank these teams, and it'll be like Herb Street at Ohio State at one, Joey Galley had Ohio State at one, David Pollock had or, uh, Georgia at one, um, and and like those are these really two only choices for the number one team in the country. So it's probably not that big of a deal, but yesterday when they, they did the rankings, like I, I don't think Bama at eight is egregious. I don't think it really matters. Like, like, like they're not going to win anything uh, at all. So I don't know. 
them sitting in that spot is not like taking away a spot from anyone. I have, I mean, right. I just don't know who behind them was going to is to be ranked ahead of them. But, Something I'm kind of excited about personally is uh, Florida State still holds the record for consecutive years in the top four, and I don't think Bama has quite eclipsed oh, that, and I don't think they're going to get it this year. So the it was the top five, wasn't it? Like 13 straight years. Top four, I think it's 15 straight years in the top four, or 13 straight years in the top four, 14, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I we'll have to go look up, up there. the stat, but I don't think Bama's going to get it this year. I didn't think about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> Lane should never wrote on that now, whiteboard. Now, you know, yeah, exactly. No, now you still can't compare the programs because Alabama's capitalized more on as far as championships are concerned. Yeah. But also, you have to be in the top two in the past to make the championship game. True. So a little harder, um, I think, at that point. But Okay, so here's my question about like the, the rest of the rankings. Because, again, it's like a very boring night. But, like... It does get this, the the feeling that any sort of assumption that like the playoff committee is like not up to no good, but like doing like kind of like in looking out for their best interest, which in th- their best interest is putting blue bloods into uh, into the playoff from as many different like parts of the country and, and, and conferences as possible. Like, like mm-hmm. again, TCU, so they, they, they roll out the rankings and they're like, Michigan, Michigan's at three. And, and like, we're all being duped by Michigan. They're not a good <clears> football <throat> team. And like, I'm not saying that they, they don't, like, you know, they haven't had close games or whatever. Like, do you think Michigan's the third best team in the country? Michigan's a five and a half point underdog, hypothetically to, to Georgia right now out of Vegas. Yeah. I mean, we saw that game last year. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, but it, it cracks me up because it's like, it's a great school academically, but I, I I feel like flat out that it's almost like a little SEC bias about them. That's like, man, they're hard-nosed and they, they win and they're undefeated. It's like, they, again, have not left home. They play their last two games at home. They run the football well against Big Ten teams, but their, their strength of schedule is 82nd in the country. And them and the USC are both ranked 115th and 118th out of 131 teams in terms of opponent winning percentage. Wow. Like that is really bad. So like, if you like, honestly, like they talk about the Tennessee thing, you're worried about do like, do, do they have enough to get in? Cause they're not going to win their conference. It's like, well, I don't know those five ranked teams they beat and seeming like a month and a half probably is, you know, pretty good on the resume. And then you compare it to USC and Michigan's like, I, I don't understand have we seen a hypothetical line if it was Tennessee, Michigan? Yeah. Michigan's favored. Michigan's favored. Wow. I, which I just, I would love, <clears throat> I would love to see that. Yeah. I, I don't, that, I don't think that would be the case at all. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, um, yeah. I, uh, th- so this is where I kind of start to see where expanding the playoff is actually going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Not just because we get more games, but like I think of a, a game like next week, and I'll just take this personally, but like Florida State, Florida, like that's a that's going to be a game with two teams that are starting to play really well towards the end of the year. Right. They're in state, so it's a battle. And if you're Florida State, like if you win that game in a 12-team playoff scenario, you actually may have a chance to jump in 
into the playoff with a big win like that makes that game huge oh you're talking about like in the future yeah yeah like it's it's already big but like think about it if it was for at a chance to go to the playoff like it's just uh i think it's gonna be it's gonna make a lot more games matter i think we mm. i kind of always thought about it is is it it makes the regular season not matter as much but i right. think some of these games might end up being bigger in the future well I think all the games that matter will be the ones that matter for the teams that haven't been able to get in. Like most of the the argument about these games aren't going to matter. It's like, it's coming from like the elitist 1% of college football. It's right. like, Oh, so this game wouldn't have mattered. You like, you know, but Bama lost Tennessee. Like, well, I mean, it definitely mattered. It absolutely yeah. mattered. I, I think that, um, I mean, you're right. I, I think that like, I think more parody would be fun. And the, the going to like the road games, like and, and playing on, like on campus first week of December, I think would be awesome. Um, but here's the main thing I, I, I had to take away from last night when Boo Corrigan, and I don't know how the fuck we got somebody named Boo in charge of anything besides a Medea movie. And he is, no, I think Boo might be like from the crucible. Yeah. I don't like that haircut. <laughs> nobody, nobody that's that age should have What's... that haircut. He's like from 1912. That dude looks oh, like Boo every K ever grew up. The milkman, Boo Corrigan, came down here. He, he said he was like, it always cracks me up too because whoever they've had in the past, it seems like they just have like cared more um, or like got it more or like like when they would have to do their interview with, with Reese Davis, Reese would like, you know, hold their feet to the fire. So they would have all these notes and shit. And they were like, like spouting off as many things as possible, like to defend their, their reasoning. Um, but he was talking about it last night and they were like, you know, why is TCU at four? They go TCU. We were very impressed with the win against Texas. Uh, it was, you know, they're improving, they're improving. And it's like, they yeah. have done this all season. <laughs> They've done it to everybody. Like, but in his eyes, I guess that's, they didn't give a lot of points. And they asked about USC, like, why is USC at seven behind LSU? And he said, uh, you know, you look at the schedule and they've won, they've won all their games at one. They won all their games at one. And the the one they lost was on the road at Utah, two-point conversion. And let's not forget how emotional that game was because that's where the, the running back died and they put him on the helmet. Mm. And so I'm just sitting here and he's like, and plus they get they average like 500 yards per game. I was like, boo, can you dude, fucking just step down, dude? Look, just, go, just go and look at the schedule for TCU versus Michigan. It's a joke. Okay, from October 1st, and this is when they played them, their rankings. They went home against uh, number 18, Oklahoma, and beat them 55-24. to 24. At number 19, Kansas, won that game. Right. Versus number 8, Oklahoma State, won that game. Versus number 17, Kansas State. They went on the road, beat West Virginia, beat Texas Tech, and then went on the road and beat at Texas, number 18. You can't, I, I mean... That's not even comparable. So here's a here's a correction we have too. This is like to just show you how I think there is like an innate bias that we built in. Like again, I get it. I get it. Everyone thought that Bama was a lot better this year because of the name on the jersey and the numbers on the helmet or whatever. Like I, that's that's what we're doing. Like we're like thinking we're seeing from Michigan, but all we're seeing is a one game season in the Big Ten. And nothing else matters up to that point. They actually said this on fucking live television the other night. They said, they said, man, that UConn win's getting more and more. It looks better every week. Looks better every week. The UConn win for Michigan looks better every week. And like, meanwhile, TCU is like, we just took down another fucking 
top 25 opponent on the road. We were an underdog. Again, we've made you fucking millions of dollars, Vegas. And all we can talk about is, I, I mean, Blake Corm has put up a ton of rushing yards, bro. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? Like, I, I would just love to see Blake Corm. If, if in this day and age of football, if you think you're going to compete with Georgia, and we've already seen it, like you said, a year ago. God, it's going to be bad. Anyway, they, there's some comments in the uh, comment section we should probably address, too, the LSU thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, Ben Diesel in the chat brought up a scenario. The scenario is if LSU beats UGA in the SEC championship game, who would then be in to the college football playoff in total? Um, That's a- obviously, Ohio State would be the one seed at that point, assuming they beat Michigan. Right. The two seed would, I think you'd have to go LSU unless TC was undefeated. Right. All right, so let's go like, Ohio State. TCU loses the game, they're out. LSU would be the three seed. <laughs> and then do you say, hey, I guess it depends on the game against LSU, but let's say LSU barely wins by one. Do you drop down LS, uh, Georgia to four? Yeah. And Tennessee, and Tennessee gets left out. out because they got they lost to, to UGA. Right. Also, So it's kind of like UGA could probably lose that game and – it won't matter unless they got destroyed by LSU somehow. Which yeah, is, it's crazy how that could possibly happen. I've never seen a scenario like that actually unfold where UGA could lose the SEC championship game and it wouldn't matter. Um, no, but I, and I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think anybody's touching UGA. And I don't think that LSU is good enough to do it. Um, I would love just honestly, at one point in the fourth quarter, Georgia will start to pull away in this game and they'll be up by 14 plus points. And I think we should stop right then and just let Jalen Carter and, uh, and, and Harold Perkins just, Indian leg wrestle for for like the right to I don't know like the sugar bowl or something being like the biggest badass yeah yeah that'd be an interesting scenario I think Georgia gets in either way personally. I do too unless LSU um, gets you know the, the unlikely scenario that LSU blows out UGA which again unlikely yeah but I do think it's I mean it's you know the SEC is not going to get three teams in there's a real possibility that there's two from the SEC and two from the Big Ten um I I don't know if that's gonna happen. Like, and I, I just I don't know why we would fall for that ever again. I know 2006 was a long time ago, but um, hold on. Here's the other thing: <laughs> you already brought up the schedule, but like, again, it is a foregone conclusion that if TCU loses, they're out. They're just out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've just they've done nothing but win. <laughs> Every fucking game has been in front of them. And they got um, another tough game. I mean, I know Baylor's not ranked, but they're on the road at Baylor this week. Like, that's a good win if you go, and they're favored too, but that's a good win. Did you see Baylor last week? I did not, no. Well, we got to get you caught up on some a uh, couple of things that, that I missed because I like I was in Auburn, and I feel, like, I feel like this is like a time travel thing that if like somebody would be like, hey, did you see the games this weekend? You're like, no, did everything just – happened the way it should happen like always no not at all oklahoma state lost by like a thousand like the week before and then baylor did the same thing last week they lost they lost uh 31 to 3 against kansas state jesus kansas state just beating the shit out of people yeah <laughs> like, they're the ones that beat oklahoma state that bad i mean we should maybe we should start wearing more purple this is like a, like a crystals thing like we're like our chakras all fucked up we should have like I don't know. No, anyway. only roll with Texas Pete. The, All right, uh, let's break down Austin P and Bama. No, let's talk about the Auburn coaching situation first and foremost. 
Okay. All right. So is it Kiffin? What inside knowledge do you have? I so the inside knowledge that I have is the same knowledge we had from last year. It's all it's all been like very, very accurate. And like um like the, the source that I have is like uh it's a it's a good dude that he's he, he, like last year he was spot on about every single thing that happened with Harson in the offseason. And he was spot on about all of it before it happened, like before it was announced. And the only thing he was wrong about was them getting fired. That was it. And so um there's oh, been like a couple of things. Right. What's that? So, well, eventually he was right. Yeah. He's still sitting apparently in Auburn. Like Hartson's just in Auburn right now. You imagine like waking up every day and like, fuck, I gotta go to Publix. I'm like <laughs> and you already know he's like wearing a sleeveless shirt and like this fucking Robocop Oakley's. Like he just looks ridiculous. <laughs> um anyway, so this has been like a, a interesting topic this week, mainly because I'm a newborn Auburn fan after my trip to the plains. Um, I like Auburn is all fan bases are like this. I'll, I'll preface. I don't think that there's a team in the, like a fan base in the country that doesn't understand. Like, there's not a bigger divide in in where people think a program is more than Auburn fans think their program is, and outside fans think Auburn's program is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who to believe. So who's be who's going to be the coach then? I mean, Kiffin is the main guy they're going after. And then after him, Dion's not an, is not an option at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that's not the next step. No. And then what him. sucks too is it's like there's this like really cool moment happening with Carnell Williams, and you know, and you could tell it matters a lot to him. And and like it's not easy getting like you know those kids like to get up for a game. And I know it's just you know Texas A&M and all that kind of stuff, but like. What are your thoughts on the fact that like, like Kiffin is from everything I've heard is this is what's going on. Kiffin is going to finish out the year and he's going to let Jimmy Sexton handle all of this. So he does not going to be involved with it. So it doesn't look bad on him and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, they have already gone to Ole Miss to, to meet with him or meet with Sexton um, and discuss what's going on. And the biggest reason why is the NIL money that they just put in place at Auburn with this new like collective that they put in place um, because Ever since like everything happened in January, now you have like a lot of more positive momentum with Auburn in terms of you got an AD and they're they're going to be in charge of making the hire and they just unveiled like these like you know new state of the art football facilities and and shit like that and like so there's like some positive momentum for the program. Um, I don't like I don't get it like the NIL thing is great like like he will have more opportunities like for that kind of stuff at Auburn versus Ole Miss. I just don't think Kiffin is a fit at at Auburn versus Ole Miss. Like, Why think not? about some of the coaches that have been at Auburn, and then think about Lane Kiffin. You know, a lot of times when you're hiring a new coach after firing another one, you try to go the opposite way of what you had before. You know, like if you had a defensive guy. You may go offensive if you have a guy who's kind of a hard ass. Maybe you Bulls, go more fun loving, more of a hard ass. That now you go with Kiffin, who's like you know fun loving, yeah, prankster, but a great offensive mind. I think I think that we we brought it up on the show. I, I think if you want to win a championship, it's not going to happen at Ole Miss. Um, uh, and I, yeah, I really don't. I really don't think it's going to happen at Ole Miss. I, I don't think they're ever going to get the players over even. I mean, maybe maybe Auburn, right? But 
Auburn can be elevated to, to I think, a better tier than they're at now. And I don't know. I just think that if Kiffin's serious about winning championship, I don't know if Auburn's the school, but I think you have a better chance there than Ole Miss. I guess so, yeah. And like, and he has really been openly complaining about a lot of the the stuff that's gone on. Like, they don't have the deepest of pockets at at like at Ole Miss. Like, they do, but they spend it on dumb shit. So then, my question is because everyone's talking about Kiffin to to Auburn. Let's say that that's not on the table, and they go to option number two. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing rumors now that Auburn would never hire uh, Hugh Freeze. That's that's not true. Okay, um, so do, is he the second option then? Yeah, is he the second one on the board? He's the second one on the board. Dion is not a valid option, um, and Jeff Grimes is there, but he's also not. Like he's that's not. They want a splashy hire. They want like a splashy yeah. hire that's like going like you think about the last several times they've done this. You got shit like you get Chiswick from Iowa State, and I brought this up a thousand times. Like the whiteboard comment, he's five and nineteen at Iowa State. It was an extra title, but like he's not a splashy, fun hire. Then you get Gus Malzahn because right. he was, you know, he could chew gum like hard as fuck. And so they were like, we, and we gotta have Newton. that guy. And then they got Brian Harson, which is like, like the, everyone they've hired is it's been like you've got to talk yourself into like that's a good hire, dude. That's a, like, it's like a like a terrible draft pick or something like that. Like, no, I love that dude. Falcons got a would you say it was a defensive back from from Appalachian State in the first round. There was like other ones from like, Power Five competition the whole time. And they took the the kid from group of five school. I love that. I love that. So if they hire Kiffin, could you see Dion to Ole Miss? Would that work? Is that a good first step for him? No, no, I don't think that. I don't like. There's not really a reason for him to. Here's and here's the thing people don't get. Like, there's more money and there's all these opportunities and all that kind of stuff. But like, Dion's having a really good time in in you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. Dion's having a really good time in Jackson because he can do whatever he wants. Probably why I'm still here at this job. I, you know, like it, there's probably some other opportunities, but like I, you know, I, I like being able to lay on the couch and be able to do my job from my phone. Like I don't, you know, just like I don't think he's at a place right now where he necessarily has to or wants to push himself because his son is the quarterback. He's like having a blast. Like he's like he's accomplishing so many things even at that school. Auburn and him, but they would not blend well at all no. or mesh well at all because if he's he is like, I mean, you know, you got the whole fucking entourage. Don't don't call me Coach Prime. Like, yeah, it's it'd be weird back and forth. But I will tell you that the, imagine like that his entourage versus like the Auburn boosters. If things start going sour, hey, I'm Jimmy Rain, just dressed in a fucking yellow yellow cowboy outfit like it's Halloween. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I agree. And the, and the other thing is too is like they, if they if they get Kiffin, I like I I don't think that the back. I think there is a backup plan in place if they don't. They are going to be so hurt if they if they don't get him. And this is what I wanted to ask you, like what your thoughts were on the situation with Carnell Williams, because it's a really cool story. And when you hired him, he's he was a running backs coach, right? He doesn't have any head coaching experience, um, and. I thought it was a really good hire because like then you could let him and all the other like coaches that are still on staff that especially a bunch of them that played there and care about the university and care about the program, care about being in like, you know, Auburn man, they can hold down the fort while you go recruit a, a new coach. And then they could also handle recruiting and do it at a higher level than you had with the old guy who was the head coach like before. So it's a win-win 
until expectations start getting met and things like last Saturday happened where you had a three and six team have a fan base completely bought in and so happy about this, you know, this moment. So now like, I, like, I, like, what do you do with, what do you do with Carnell? Like, do you give him the, you have to give him an interview, right? What I don't know his prior experience of this, but it's like he was a running most he's coach. ever done has been a running backs coach at Auburn. I, I think so. I mean, I just I get it, but that's not. It. I feel like if you're the AD, this is your first hire you're making, and it's a big one. Right? You can't you can't take that big of a like. I, Carnell could end up being like a great head coach, but mm-hmm. I mean, you went out and beat you lost to Mississippi State, who's like not very good right now. And then you barely beat a terrible te- Texas A&M team who just lost, what, they're like sixth game in a row? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, look, maybe if they go out there and beat Bama, maybe it's different. But I, but I, I don't know. It seems too risky weird. to try. They're putting, they're putting them in this, this position now where it's like, you got, you got some people immediately calling it like just how unfair it is to him because now he's just waiting to get picked over. And, and I think he probably knew that going into it. Like, I, I don't think he's yeah. – like. And, but it's just, it's like the, if, yeah, if, if he go undefeated, they could lose this weekend and this whole thing will be, will be done. Like right. they, you know, and, and they'll still be appreciative of him. But yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird situation because it's like, it's like he's, he's holding, he's holding down the fort and doing more than, than you guys had been doing with the old guy. Not by right. myself. It's still bad, but anyway. Uh, should we jump into this week's slate? Good, dude. Uh well let's just I guess let's just go by like d- like day games you know noon game you got Florida at Vanderbilt I mean we just electric mentioned Vandy factory. yeah electric right uh it's a fourteen point spread uh total fifty seven and a half Vandy four and six which you know I think their Vegas over under was two wasn't it uh, two and a half yeah double Maybe that bitch up let's go uh have you looked yeah. at any of our preseason like bets and prop bets by the way yeah we did we oh, killed yeah, it um you got florida who is, is coming off a beat down of south carolina i wasn't expecting that yeah um and also putting up a bunch of points on texas a&m um florida's interesting like i've seen a bunch of their players have hit the transfer portal this week i don't think there were any like huge playmakers or guys who they were wanting to be there in the future but it's almost like napier went through and did exit interviews like a week early and was like if you don't want to be on this team anymore you ain't ready to put the work in i wouldn't take the final either man you're not gonna pass the class yeah just fucking leave dude right so uh but florida you know i don't know if it's south carolina is just not good and texas a&m is not good and they're missing half their players and maybe florida looks better or they're actually getting better vandy obviously coming off the big win First SEC win in a couple of years, right? Um, yeah, I got to be petty for a second, just for a second. Okay. Do you remember when Clark Lee, the human penis, stood up at media days and spoke for 22 and a half minutes, said more, literally more words than anyone else, and then when they somebody asked him, uh, I forgot the guy's name, it's a guy from Arkansas, Democrat Gazette, was like, you open up the season in the SEC with Bama, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Those teams were combined 35 and 5 last year. Is that daunting to you? And he's like, it's not daunting to us. It's not. We expect to win those games. We expect to win those games. And when we do win those games, we, you won't see us celebrating. 
fast forward to yeah last week i'm not making fun of the man for getting emotional but it's just a different <laughs> that whole mentality about we're yeah. not going to celebrate those ones he was crying after they beat kentucky so yeah not exactly the same um he's went through trauma uh, look, I, I don't. We'll see where Florida's at here. Like, are they continuing to improve? I mean, Florida, their offense is is a very legitimately very good offense. Though I think they they have the number one explosive play rate in the league. Um, the only chance that Vandy has to cover this is they actually can run the ball decently. They yeah. average almost five yards a play and a rushing play, and Florida allows about the same, which mm-hmm. is not good. So you could get Florida on the ground. Um, Florida's won 42 to nothing last year in Gainesville, um, with probably a worse team. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, I think Florida covers this game. I think it's, uh, they put up somewhere in the 40, 40 point range. And I, yeah, I like, I think, I think that Vanderbilt is a better team than we give them credit for. They, they, their offense, there's playmakers there. Like there's like two mm-hmm. or three total on the other team. One of them's name is Orgy, which I love. Um, uh, here's here's what what um, Florida has looked like against like good competition. You had you lost to Kentucky, you lost to Tennessee, you lost to LSU, and you lost to Georgia. Um, I don't like I don't know where to go with this. I, like I think that it makes sense that we think they're going to roll over them, but I don't I don't necessarily think that happens. If they do cover, I think they cover late. Okay, it's fair. It's fair, man. I wouldn't bet on this shit. <laughs> Uh, what other noon games look appealing? Anything UMass at Texas A&M? I just, uh, they're a 33 and a half point favorite, which means Vegas thinks that they're going to be able to score 33 points. It's almost a principal bet. Against the, UMass right? is UMass one of the worst line. teams in all of the, in all of the, <laughs> all of the FBS, but it's almost like you have to bet UMass plus the 33 and a half. I'm a, you're going to show up on Sunday with like fucking just like, <laughs> shades on from the gas station with the thing still dangling like that like the receipt still dangling being like fucking took umass money line dude i'm out i'm done with this podcast where they at no those are like three dollar sunglasses tyler you're not celebrating correctly at all um also there's a bunch of trophy games this week there is i didn't know that this is a big trophy game week what is your well no let's do, let's do it this way what is your favorite trophy or do you want to do this at the end i don't know that i I like the Paul Bunyan. You're a fucking idiot. I hate everything. Why just I will, I will quit this fucking podcast right now. I don't want check. You like the Paul Bunyan? Yeah, the Paul Bunyan's axe or whatever. I never thought I'd have to say this, Tyler, but which one? Because there's multiple fucking trophies based All around a fictional That's character why I like that it. ate pancakes. <laughs> I Who just, doesn't love pancakes? I do love some pancakes. I'm so hungry. Um... There's several games that are going on this weekend. I think there's a couple tonight, even. Uh, Western Kentucky, Auburn. Auburn, a five and a half point favorite. Auburn's going to lose. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. They're still battling for a bowl. You know, you take this one, you take Alabama. That would be huh? like, it would be the most Auburn thing ever if this game was played, if the Bama game was played in Auburn, they beat Bama. Um, anyway, yeah, Auburn is playing. Uh, Western Kentucky, and it sounds like surface level. It's not a big deal. And then you saw the line was five and a half, and then I think it was Chris Gordy brought this up. He was like, "You you lost at Indiana, 
you lost versus Troy at UTSA, and you also lost to North Texas. But they've won every other game, and it's not really been close. Like they put up a lot of points. Um, they have one of the best scoring offenses of the country. If if you if like if who I don't know who the fucking coach is at Western Kentucky. I hope it's actually whoever the mascot is, and I hope that the head coach is just built like fucking Dougs from that Barstool thing in a giant red onesie outfit, and just fucking just in his bag all day long against Auburn. Dougs is a legend. <laughs> anyway, I, I genuinely I think they're gonna lose this game. That oh man. Well, Did then you, you won't be you won't you won't see a lot of people. Uh... Going for Carnell for for coach if that's the they'll case. they'll still say publicly that they do. That's okay, coach. We're family. We don't turn on done. our own. <clears throat> All right. What about the thriller in Williams Bryce Stadium? That's a good game. Tennessee I mean, be, number five. Like... South Carolina twenty one and a half point home underdog. Total sixty six. Poor South Carolina. South Carolina. They just can't. I don't know, man. They their schedule is impossible. They're just but, never going to be able to compete in that realm. And they did for three years, and it made no sense. Because really, if you think about it, all they had to compete with at that time was Mizzou and Georgia, because Florida was bad, and so was Tennessee. Right. But those three years, they I mean, like they've ruined that they've ruined that fan base expectations forever. <laughs> um, this is gonna be this is gonna be without a doubt, I think like if if I had a lock of the week, this would be it. And it would be I would bet it every single fucking way possible. I Tennessee to score first, Tennessee to, to win the first quarter, Tennessee to win um the first half. It was it's six and a half for the first quarter and thirteen for the first half. It's like again, you gotta win did you did you see any of the end of that Tennessee Mizzou game? Oh, when they, they put up points at the end just to cover the spread? Joe Milton threw a, a, a 250 yard pass with a fucking nerf bow and arrow and then and, and then like they were calling timeouts mm. like style points matter and i think also you could get this kid a heisman or at least into new york which is big for a program but what do i always say to you about like the first half numbers like who who's the best first half team in the sec maybe the country tennessee who's the worst kentucky and south carolina yeah. How do you, if you're South Carolina, how do you score six points against Florida? It wasn't an offense either. It was their <laughs> punter. Their punter threw a fucking touchdown. That <laughs> is, I, I don't see how South Carolina, I get that it's on the, uh, in Williams Bryce at night. I mean, it's a tough environment, but come on. What? I mean, no. this is Florida destroyed south carolina i just i don't i don't see how this is a close game i'm taking tennessee to cover the 21 and a half easily yeah i i'm i'm with you man i think uh and again <clears throat> buy it every fucking way possible um because they are just so bad at the start of games okay i like that i'm gonna i'm gonna take that advice and i'm coming for you if it don't work <laughs> <clears throat> number 14 old miss at Arkansas, Ole Miss, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Total 64. It's a night game in Donald W. Reynolds. Razorback Stadium, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Is that, it's Frank Reynolds, right? No, that's from Always Sunny. Donald. His name is Donald W.? Donald W. That's a strong fucking country millionaire name right there. 
That it is. That it is. What up, D Dubs? Uh, what do you see that happened in this game? Ole Miss clearly frustrated after the defeat last week. Think Kiffin thought he had that one in the in the bag, maybe. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. I think other people, even that right for our site, did. Uh, and all over the country, they did as well. But here's the thing, Tyler: when you um, allow the other team to score on four of their last five possessions, and you don't score at all, Ooh. you deserve to lose the game, no matter how egregious one face mask penalty would ever be. Um, Jackson Dart out for this game because his head was severed uh, off mm. during um, live action in the football game against Bama last week. So, my God, um, I'm assuming you didn't see the video. No, I did. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is like last week. It did line, look like it hurt a lot. Yeah, so without that. a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> um, like, like I don't. Like, like, when you get your feet, like what people don't understand is when you reach out for something and you and you grab anything, right? Like if you're if you're coming full speed off the edge, you grab onto whatever you touch first, and if it's a if it somehow ends up being a face mask, <laughs> like it's Put like your you get work. your fat fi- like fingers out of there. Ugh, it looks real bad. It looks real bad. Um, no, hey, so this game last week. I mean, it's like fouling somebody, you know? What? Rip this guy's head. Like, if you're going to foul somebody in basketball, just get your money's worth. If you're going to yeah, face him, would have been just... great in the fucking 80s and 90s NBA. Like, that's like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't pay it out in football, that's all he's going to be. Um, no, so this, the line that stunk worse than anything else last week was LSU Arkansas. It played out exactly like it said, they said it would. Right. And so, and now you come back another week later and it's two and a half, which is like, I don't, I don't know why that would be, but it's, that's like a, it screams stay away from it. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to dive head first into it. I think, I think Arkansas wins outright. I think Arkansas really? wins outright and Lane leaves. Yeah. Wow. Well, if he really is involved with Auburn this week, you got to wonder where the focus is of the head coach. Uh, Jefferson. Shit. Is he playing in this game? No, I, I don't think he is. Um, okay. And also, kudos to Ben Diesel for spelling uh, Vontez perfect right. I know for a fact I would not be able to do that. So, Vontez. Um, yeah. So, like, and, and Hornsby looked pretty good last week, and so did the other backup at times. Like, I, you know, the defense got six sacks on LSU. I, it just, I don't, I don't think it's even anything. It's like a a, a bad. It's like a testament to Ole Miss not being good or, or anything like that, like like a matchup issue. I think that Ole Miss is just like under Kiffin. They've reached like their level of their peak level of performance and focus as of right now. They'll probably circle back around for like the Egg Bowl because it matters. But I, after last week, I don't see how you go up to Arkansas and and, and care. Right. Um, I could see that I, if Jefferson plays, I think Arkansas will win out right. I agree with you. Yeah. Saturday, 3.30, Kroger Field, historic Kroger Field, Lexington, Kentucky. Number one, Georgia at Kentucky. Kentucky, a 22.5-point home dog. I get it. Kentucky's come a long way. Uh, In what? Yeah, I just don't see how they score many points here. So Kirby has uh, averaged beating them 29 to nine over the last six years. This one just simply boils down to, I don't think that Will Levis is good at all. <laughs> so How he was ever right a first round stuck. pick. 
I mean, projected first round pick, like if the Falcons had the first round pick and they took Will Levis, I would officially change who I was rooting for at that point. And I've been through a lot as a Falcons fan. I don't feel like I would be upset about it, which is weird. Uh, that is weird. Um, Georgia is very good on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia puts up over probably 35 points, and I don't see how Kentucky scores. Like, what's their team total? 13? Um, it can't, it's, it's probably higher just because it's Kentucky, but it shouldn't be. Let me see here. They're, oh, oh, fuck yes. First half spread and first quarter is beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, their team total is 13 and a half. You nailed it. Good job. 35 to 10. Beat down. I, it should be way worse. It might be. Opinion. There's there's some people that are under the uh, the impression that Kirby has been thinking about this one all off season because of Lane or because of uh, Mark Stoops calling timeout on the goal line last year to cover the spread. I don't think he's been thinking about this one all off season. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Um, I just, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. You said how are they going to score 35 points? No, how are they going to score? How are they going to score like any points? I'm talking about Kentucky. Yeah. I think the exact words you used were like, if Georgia scores 35, like how are they going to score 35? Well, that's a good question, Tyler, because they haven't scored 35 points total in the last four years combined against Georgia. So <laughs> that's not a good stat for them. There, there are a couple uh, comments in the, in the comment section here. Like Georgia does sometimes go up to Lexington and, and kind of get in their own way. Um, they did actually two years ago. That 14 to three game was super weird. I just, they don't like Will Levis also played like weirdly and awkwardly enough his best, one of his best games ever against Georgia last year, which makes no sense. And yeah, they had to call a timeout to cover the spread still. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I think, I think this is a, this is a nightmare situation for them. And if you thought it like it was bad, like some of him turning the ball over other places, have fun, have fun with Georgia's defense, dude. Arguably, the two best games of the day are outside the SEC. They're actually both in the Pac-12. They, yeah, they definitely are. Uh, first one is 8 o'clock, Fox, number 7, USC, at number 16, UCLA, in the Rose Bowl. USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, total 76. That's going to be a fun game if that if that gets near that total. Dude, it's sold out. I haven't seen the Rose Bowl sold out for a game like that since these the teams have played in. Yeah, like since like other teams play in the Rose Bowl. Well, so it is a they, they still have like the tarp over part of the the it's like sold out right, with the, right. the Jacksonville. Sold Jaguars. out for them. Like hey, seventy thousand. That's so that's that's a lot of fucking people, man. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be both teams are gonna score in the thirties. Yeah. This is gonna be, I think, a great game. Um I'll take UCLA because I just think I'll take the points because I think these teams are evenly matched. You I mean they both have really, really good offenses, um, both really, really bad defenses. So I guess if you're taking quarterbacks, you got to take Caleb Williams over over uh, DTR. But get, he looked good last week. Yeah, I'm gonna take the points with UCLA and. 35-34 USC. I think they somehow escape and stay in the conversation, but it's like a it's a classic game. 
It's so weird that UCLA lost to Arizona last week because I just don't – I don't know how you do that because Arizona, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, has like been like on, on par with – because they were prepping Andy. for this game too much. Probably. I mean, I, I think I, I think UCLA wins outright because I just don't think that there's like – USC is, is a good team in terms of they have a really good quarterback, they have a really good offensive mind at, at head coach, and they sometimes have a receiver – and they just have been very fortunate with a lot of turnovers. Like, so I don't, I mean, I think like DTR is a fantastic, fantastic uh, quarterback. And and I, I think this thing for me is like, I've said this about Lane Kiffin before is he's like a big enough asshole. As so I that like, like to win this game because of that reason, that reason alone. And Chip Kelly is a big enough asshole to like go ruin Lincoln Riley's first year at USC with just like a 14 point win at home where they embarrass them throughout the first half or something like that. It's like not close. I love it. I think that'd be great. It'd be good chaos. Um, I hope that happens. I hope you're right. No, there's some, there's some really good games. That, and then the, the other night game, 1030 in, at Pac-12 is uh, Utah at Oregon, which is another fantastic game on ESPN. Uh, Oregon, two and a half point home favorite over Utah. Is Bonix hurt? emotionally yeah for sure well, um, he's been hurt for a while in that regard yes i didn't know that how they lost that game last week because i had to go pee i went to go pee it was 34 27 and they were winning like with like two minutes left and then i i, I could not like wrap my head around what could have happened i, I just assumed bo nix did something stupid but i didn't realize it was dan lanning that went for it on fourth and one on his own 35 in a tie game uh yeah it's an analytics guy you know <laughs> Dan analytics. Dan analytics. The Dan Lanalytics. Um <laughs> I would I, I just want to imagine a world where he's like out in Oregon and like somebody like in like a fucking turtleneck sees him out like at like dinner or something. It's like tough game. Like you fucking go for it there every time. All right, Charles. You do it every fucking time. I uh look last year Utah beat the shit out of Oregon twice. Yeah. When Oregon was supposed to be the better team, both games. Um, it's hard for me to shake that feeling when I look at these two teams and realize that Utah dominated them, um, just out physical them last year. Mm -hmm. Two different teams. Uh, Oregon has a totally different staff, but I just think that uh, this is going to be a close game. Obviously, the spread it dictates that. I don't know if Utah, I don't know if Oregon could get off the mat here after coming off this loss where they essentially write themselves out of any chance at the playoff. That's a um, very valid point. It's a night game, so I like that better. You know, they'll be locked in. If it was a noon game, well, I guess noon game, they'd be like 9 a.m. there, but you know what I mean? If yeah. it was a morning game for them, I think it'd be much tougher. So I'll take, I'll take Utah in an outright upset here. Um, I think it'll be another shootout. Uh, 35 to 31 Utah. I just, whenever you get a pack of Mormons and pimple faced Ivan Drago in the same arena at the same time, Bo Nix, I don't know if he's, if he's heard whatever. I know Cam Rising is good regardless of that. Um, Utah's just kind of been like laying in the weeds, man, and just not really having to do much. They had a week off after that win against USC. And since then, they've only played Washington State. It was a close game, and then Stanford and and um, and Arizona. So, like, those are probably the two worst teams maybe in the Pac-12. Um, I don't. I just. 
I feel like Bo Nix has turned the corner. I don't want to say that. I feel like I'm, it's like a Bloody Mary situation. I should not like, <laughs> like I'm just believing. You don't say that. Dude. You don't say that. Again. No, he's changed. He's really changed. <laughs> he gets it now. Um, but I mean, like they've been a different team, as, as, especially at home. And I don't think that we, I don't think Utah is that team. I just, I don't, I don't think they are. If this was at Utah, I would take it. But Oregon at two and a half points seems like a little bit of a, uh, of a steal there. Cause it's, it would have been a lot higher if they didn't lose a, a week ago. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like Utah or uh, Oregon. Uh, I just think the spot for them is going to be a little tough. So we'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, Any other final games that we, that you thought were intriguing? Yeah, there's a couple, uh, and we got to talk about these trophies too, because I just and I, like in, in the comments, oh, yeah, yeah. what's y'all's favorite trophies game? Um, besides the participation one that your team plays for every year, little cucks. Oh. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> um, no. So there's there's a couple like like SMU Tulane will be a fun game to watch tomorrow. Um, I'm not gonna watch much of Bama Austin P um the tcu baylor thing like you brought up this it would suck if like this is what dave aranda was sent here to do yeah it's like ruined I, like i think we should all just be fans of tcu at this point absolutely um Illinois is that uab is lsu game kind of sneaky which one uab lsu no what i don't know uab is like one of those teams that always fields a pretty strong team for a g5 and i don't know so it's, it's in a spot where essentially everyone's like yeah lsu man like they've got a chance to go to the playoff here if they could beat georgia like they're just probably not even thinking about this game i don't know UAB's just for a cover not an five. outright win uv's five and five they've lost three of the last four that's a... maybe they got some injuries i don't know <laughs> um yeah I don't, I, I'm 14 not, and a half's not that big of a spread for playing a g5 that's actually true especially at home that's that's true yeah. um illinois michigan whatever the under is just bet it right away yeah, like wasn't Illinois good like two weeks ago? They still are good. They're not ranked anymore though, which is weird. I don't. What, what happened to that? And they're also eighteen point underdogs. Well, okay, but that's because Michigan, dude. Have you seen Blake Corum? That's sick. You're right. Um, I think that, uh, like, I don't think that Brett Bielam is going to out coach Jim Harbaugh, which is a sentence I never thought I would say. But I also like that defense is still ranked like near the top in the country, like in, in like a ton of metrics. So like like in the main important one, rush defense. Um, Illinois is sixth in the country. Michigan's actually first uh, overall um, in rush defense this year. So like I, I think that it's gonna be a very boring game. It's gonna be a very like this is like the kind of game where it's like you'll see everyone's breath like in between plays, and then they will talk about that at nauseum and tell you how fucking tough they are. Oh, yeah. This is a classic November Big Ten game. By the way, can we talk about Jimbo's sleeve situation last week? I don't believe I saw it. So, like, Moose Muhammad? Oh, yes. The sleeves. Yes, 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 yes. I did see that. I thought you meant, like, Jimbo wearing, like, some sort of weird sleeves. Yeah, he did a week before that. He was wearing that fucking Cracker Barrel sweatshirt. And then he had the audacity (laughs) to make fun of somebody else's fashion choices. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, man. There's just something way off with Texas A&M right now. I, I think te- I think Jimbo's honestly trying to get fired. I, I've heard rumors that he's he's like they're negotiating, but like his contract like buyout coming down, so it's fair for both sides. And there's rumors that he might go to West Virginia to to ride off in the sunset there. Um, but like, I mean, like it. That's- Does his ego let him do that? 
Oh, he'll burn that entire state to the ground like the Hatfields and McCoys and then just move one state over. He, he is a fucking plague, man. Um, yeah. Last week at one point, Wegman had 13 straight incompletions. I, I saw I, I did read that. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, so he there are to be like the answer too at QB. Yeah, he looked good a couple weeks before that. Um, Unreal. Anyway, there's a there's a series of, of trophy games this weekend. Huh? And I need you to take this seriously. And I want to know from the comments, like I said, too. And also pull up the Facebook group because we need to answer some of those questions I threw out there on Sunday, whether you like it or not. Um there what is your what is your favorite trophy? You say it was Paul Bunyan's axe. I just said that because I don't really know many trophy games, Chris. That's a good point. That's fair. That's a very honest thing to say. You know that the boot in the LSU Arkansas game, this is fascinating, uh, is four feet tall and weighs 175 pounds. Uh, 175 good lord yeah you imagine winning after a three-hour football game being like go pick up that trophy boys like, no no you Fuck go that pick trophy, it up man. <laughs> um okay there's one tonight that is by the, the other thing too about the paul bunyan thing i just don't get it because i don't think that paul bunyan's like this big enough figure to where we would be playing for something that he's not a real person He's a big figure, man. What do you mean by that? He's tall. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> Just like you imagine sitting down if you're Michigan and Michigan State, like we you know what this game matters, dude. We should play for like a trophy. Like, okay, like just a like a like a cup, maybe we put it into like a base. It's maybe it's gold or something. No, no, no. Um, you who's that big old some bitch uh that dresses like a lesbian, lives in the woods, and eats a bunch of flapjacks? I want to play for for Paul Bunyan, a big ass Paul Bunyan made out of paper mache and wood, and that's what they do. Hell yeah, brother! That's I just don't. It makes no right. sense to me. Um, and the other thing is that the what's the other game this week? It's Iowa, I think. And like, hold on, the Cyhawk. No, <laughs> it's like there's the Floyd of Rosendale. The Floyd. You know that is? So I'm trying to guess what that is. Yeah, that's that's what we should do here. I'm gonna tell you what trophy game is going on you tell me what what you think or we can okay. do like, i gotta look trophy, at some of the games the floyd of roisendale is that a boston college notre dame oh i'm glad you asked you are um actually pretty close um i mean you're not at all northwestern purdue i don't think that there's a boston college notre dame trophy i think it's just catholic guilt right um sure. it is is it no is it northwestern purdue i was a guess no, no, it is. It is. Uh, you're closer because it definitely is in the. Uh, what do you call it? In the in the Big Ten, it's a massive fat fucking pig. It's just a big old pig, and it's Iowa and Minnesota. Oh, God. Iowa and Minnesota should be just like a, a, I don't know, like a wounded warrior, like trying to throw with his opposite hand. Like it, it is going to be. It's just be a punter. It's just be a punter in the snow. Does Minnesota is an outdoor stadium, right? Yeah. Yeah. How much would you have to be paid to go to a late November Iowa Minnesota game? In well, I love this sport, Tyler, and I love prime numbers under the eight, uh, under the number of ten. <laughs> so that's what you'd have to pay. You'd someone you could pay you nine dollars and you'd go. I nine dollars. <laughs> um, I. I no, I wouldn't go to this game. This game sucks. Like it's not gonna be a fun game. Like Iowa's awful. I still can't get over that that's actual stat that somebody broke down with actual like data points. And they're like, actually, statistically speaking, 
um, our, Iowa would have fared better in that game. They put it on first down every time. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I don't. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Why you don't say, brother? <laughs> um, yeah. So that's they're playing for that this weekend. Iowa, Minnesota, Florida, Rosendale. It's just, it is a. In 1934, the Hawkeyes and Gophers had filled the game was filled with controversy over treatment of Iowa star halfback Ozzie Simmons. Um, it was a racial thing. Mm-hmm. Following year, Bernie Bierman, that was the coach uh, for what do you call it um, for Minnesota? Because... The New York Cracker Jacks. <laughs> so Bernie Bierman, hey boys. <laughs> um, they they the Gophers were five and zero, and the Hawkeyes were four zero and one. And they met, and they asked for some protection from police. Uh, I don't see where anything it says about this damn trophy. This is taking forever. Anyway, they started playing for a pig. Um, a live pig? They obtained an award-winning prize. So listen, they, you know, it's not a live pig. Mm. They slaughter it right afterwards, like in front of everybody. Kids hate mm. this game, dude. Um, Usually the Iowa ga- kids love the kids, you know, the, with the wave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they obtained an award-winning prize pig, which he donated in the owner of Rosedale Farms. It was dubbed Floyd after the Minnesota Governor Olson. The pig was the brother of Blue Boy from Will Rogers' movie State Fair. None of this is adding this up. This is the worst trophy that's ever existed. A few days later, Governor Herring called Floyd of Rosedale and personally walked him into the Governor Olson's carpeted office. Oh, apparently he, they, they filed a... This is actually kind of interesting. <laughs> they ended up filing a criminal warrant after the governor's arrest after he did that because he ruined the carpet. <laughs> anyway, love that. Love that rivalry. <laughs> That's what cultural is all about, is pigs and, and, and pettiness. So, um, Jesus. yeah, there's a, there's a couple more this weekend. Wisconsin's playing Nebraska, which is the Heartland Trophy, which, of course, it is. Um, I just... Why are we doing this? I just I don't understand why we're doing this. Too many trophies. There's too many trophies. I've, I've been saying that about this generation. You know, <laughs> like, like imagine being like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just imagine being a, a, a kid that grew up in like a, a more urban area in this day and age and doesn't get like, like it trying to explain to him, listen, listen, uh, this one matters, dude. Cause we're playing for the old brass spittoon. <laughs> And he's like, I don't, coach, I don't know what brass is, and I don't know what a spittoon is. A spittoon. They are playing for a, and also, by the way, almost every single one of these, if they don't have something to do with fucking Paul Bunyan, it's just like housewares. It's just old, rickety fucking housewares, and that's it. Like, it's like if you were leaving the house to go to a fucking like secret Santa or, or like, like Yankee Christmas swap, and you're like, shit, we didn't get anything. Just grab that, grab that bowl. We don't ever use it anyway. It's it's fine. It looks somewhat nice. I got it from Hobby Lobby, and that's become the trophy of every single one of these games. Ding. I don't. Yeah. Sounds anyway, so um, that's that's that. It's been a, a good rivalry. Also, here's a we'll spit out these last two facts for you before we go. You know that Oklahoma's beaten Oklahoma State eighty. Uh, I'm sorry, ninety times in that rivalry. How many times have they played? Like a hundred and nine. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty bad. <laughs> um, that game's coming to an. This is like one of the last times they're going to play that game. Why? They said they're dropping it when Oklahoma goes to the SEC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That sucks. Um, Bedlam, man. That, that game is always, always take the over in Bedlam. 
Always. You also know that Bedlam has nothing to do with the football game. The, the rivalry was actually named after the uh, wrestling. Um, An old, old wooden ship. <laughs> which means a whale's vagina. Uh, Penn State and Rutgers are um, playing for a right to a shot of penicillin to get rid of chlamydia. And outside of that, that might be about And the it, box brother. of cannolis. <laughs> Like, 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 I would love nothing more than you show up for like the trophy games, like a trophy weekend, baby. And you have like the Paul Bunyan thing and that fucking fat ass pig in the in the Minnesota Iowa game. And then you just see some dude dressed in like a fucking fila, like swoosh pants and jacket. He's like, got you a fucking dozen cannolis and my sister's here. Okay. I got a pie in the oven. <laughs> just like, like the entire. The entire like, like it was like bowl weeks. Like, yeah, every single player got a 1998 Lincoln. It's awesome, dude. Love it. It's cloth seats. Uh, we got a great golden hood ornament. Um, everyone gets a gold chain. What? Every, <laughs> everyone gets a gold chain, and they get the big room at their mom's house that they still live at because they're family. Like, like for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, some of these are, are really bad. But uh, we already about most of it i just i don't understand like you know what the worst one is bam auburn they play for something called the fd coy sportsmanship trophy you imagine having a sportsmanship trophy in a game where where recently someone put poison on a bunch of trees to ruin like this like most favorite tradition that they had at school brought Um, to you by bass pro shops (laughs) and academy outdoors (laughs) (laughs) See, have Memphis and Ole Miss play inside of that giant pyramid Cabela's or whatever it is uh, <laughs> off the highway. Last but not least, this is my favorite trophy game story of all time. That is, I'm pretty sure the Little Brown Jug. I think it's that one. Or it might be the, what's the one that's like, oh, the old Oaken Bucket. The right. old Oaken Bucket between Indiana and Purdue. Oh, God. And now, if you think that you've had a tough life, imagine the fact that they have been... There are people at Gitmo that have been subjected to watching this game, I think, for actual toy, uh, torture. They, they've they been playing this rivalry for 123 years. One of the oldest in the, in the books. This is one of these that you tell your grandkids about. This is like fucking daylight savings time and there's no reason that we're still happening in this day and age is what this is um I, so, so so this is this is my favorite thing they started playing for this in 1925 and i think you remember that year for sure because that you know that was the year that uh somebody wrote a poem about the old oak and bucket and they started that's playing when for- old boo corgan was out there uh so, so they had already played it every year since 1891 and it's an in-state rivalry and you know they hated each other uh of course so in 1925 they decided they were going to put a trophy as a part of this game and it was an old oaken bucket Makes so sense. again just housewares that you found in like an abandoned well the game ended in a zero zero tie because even the Apt. fucking bucket did not want to go home with either one of these programs Apt. Zero, zero? Zero. Indiana, Purdue? Zero. That is also, by the way, the second time in a decade that it happened in this rivalry where they had a zero-zero tie. <laughs> That's all yeah, for me, some folks. good defenses back then in 25. I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now. There's, there's like a bunch of ties in a row, like 11 to 11. 
there's a there's a 10-4 game. It's fantastic. 10-4. Uh, all right, man. Well, we've been at it for an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, it's our job. Uh, should we send this thing to Dan? No, we should send it to 1001, see what he says. Not ideal. No, flip out. He's got to get to the um, gym in the morning. I'll do something with those questions we had. I, I threw out the idea. We've tried to do this a couple times this year. No one has responded that much. I was like, we need three or four questions. We had 52 responses. Looking at that now. We should probably just go ahead and throw out an answer real quick because we could still get this video over to Dan. All right. Let's go through some of them. Yeah. If you added up all the teeth in Auburn, does it equal one full set? That's a question, That's I, I guess. That's you're talking about, dude. Uh, what do you expect the spread to be for the SEC championship game? Uh, it's already set at 16 and a half. David. Why are we not talking about the greatest team in Alabama, a.k.a. South Alabama Jags, or the best team in Florida, the, Uni the University of West Florida Argos? So what happened? Yeah, that's a good, good answer there. Did you know about the new rule where targeting and a fumble can't be reviewed at the same time? What? We don't, we don't follow rules, man. <laughs> uh, Willie says, is the talent spread out more across the country because of the COVID year and kids staying longer? Meaning coaches can't bring in a lot of new players because the roster spots. I don't know. These are all like good questions. I feel like I was not prepared yeah. for this. Uh, I feel like I don't think I don't think that's like as big of a factor. I feel like with some teams, if you have like a bunch of six-year guys, like it can make sense. You had a lot of experience on the team that have been there for are literally grown men, twenty-three years old. But I also think that NIL potentially plays a role in like some teams getting better players than maybe they could have. Yeah. Like, instead of a guy going to be the fourth receiver in Bama's class, maybe Kentucky will pay them a, a lot of money to be the number one on their team. You right. know? And so maybe it spreads the talent a little better that way, potentially. Any of these fun questions? Um, Ross says, give Bryce Young to any other offense in the conference. Where does he excel the most? Georgia? I don't I mean, I don't know. It'd be I don't couldn't imagine on Georgia's offense because he he doesn't like everything we know about Bryce Young at two like now at this point, like his whole career just seems like him running for his fucking life and darting in and out of like the pocket. And like I don't think it, Georgia would have an issue with protecting him. I don't know. Um, where LSU? would he the most was that? What about LSU? What about what about Ole Miss? Yeah, I can see Ole Miss. You know, that 2020 Florida team would have been fun with him um, with how accurate he is and everything like that when we saw with Kyle Pitts. I mean, uh, yeah. Kyle Trask. Yeah, I mean, I, Ole Miss is, is different, but like Ole Miss, I, yeah, that's a, that's a, actually, that could be a lot of fun. But you would not have that running game, though. Right. So that's a good question. I don't know. What about, what do um, we It's South Carolina. I think it's a, it's like he looks the same or worse, probably a lot worse. <laughs> Will someone leave? Uh, Kevin says, "Will someone leave a Christmas tree on the curb at Jimbo's house?" Bro, fair. Uh, if the twelve-team playoff was happening today, who should the twelve be? <laughs> Jesus, that's a lot of, that's a lot of teams. Uh, does culture fit really matter for a newly hired head coach? Yes, it absolutely does. You just this saw that, from with... Mickey, because he's pr probably trying to talk oh about. Oh my god. But they said about the, the Brian Kelly thing. Hey, listen, most of the people in, in Baton Rouge were the ones that, that were voicing that opinion too, by the way, about Brian Kelly not being a good fit. We should, you know what we should do is we should, we should, next time we should stream a game, we should stream like something for rivalry weekend. 
And we should also live stream Dan tweeting and like at LSU game. <laughs> As, like simultaneously and then just watch like Oh, the SEC championship game. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. I think we need he's probably gonna have to work that game if I had to guess. And so will you probably. No, that could send us to that. They're not doing anything like that. But Dan probably will have to work it for his yeah, other Dan job. Yeah, Dan's real job. So, I mean, like, um, they, his company probably will send him there for that. But you I know what? I was going to say, it would be great to, to live stream watching that game with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty bad during my games. I could see him being worse than me, though. I, I mean, I vomited during the LSU game. But, hey, look, it was for good reason. You know, we ended up being a good team. We love Dan, first off. If we say that, but I don't know if there's a person that is I I will never get past the tweet he had against the Tennessee game where he said that it that Brian Kelly and the team were embarrassing the entire state. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, things were getting emotional. He, he like also this is what I love about Dan too, is that he's like he's always like, like a great pick me up. He's a great dude to watch sports with, by the way. Like he's like yeah. super knowledgeable and, and likes like a bunch of them, but like the energy it takes to be that into a, a a baseball game. Oh yeah, he yeah he loves he loves the Astros, man. Yeah, I think he might love the Astros more than any other team. He didn't it, it, even watch the end of the LSU Bama game. <laughs> there you I, go. There you have it. Anyway, yeah, that's um, I I don't have a uh, much more. We had a bunch from like Twitter and stuff like that too, but um, I do want to give like just we do it every week. Uh, but another shout out to the listeners, man. It's been so much fun. Um getting to interact and meet with some of y'all. There's a chance we go to the Iron Bowl. There's a chance we might still go to the Egg Bowl. We're, we're doing something for the SC Championship. We'll do something. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to. Um, and then uh, last but not least, uh, if you guys have not done so already, go like go on to get some fucking Texas Sweet Popcorn for one. Uh, and have yourself a great weekend. But also, um, check out our friends at Underdog Sports. Uh, Underdog Betting. You talked about this the other day. I, I So we just started partnering with them last week. Um, it couldn't be easier. <laughs> like the whole setup is super simple. It's like you just put money in and they double it right away. You put in the promo code South and they will double your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. Um, just like right off the bat. But the whole thing is just prop bets and, and it's very, very simple and, and laid out for you. Um, and just over and unders. like, would this player have uh, over or under how many uh, misholding calls that there will be on Will Anderson? And you're like three and a half um over over but like they have for all the sec games it's also legal in plenty of other states uh unlike some of the sports betting in around the sec so y'all go check them out um and there you go yeah and also don't forget to go to texaspeed.com enter promo code uncensored for 20 percent off anything um i've been enjoying the hotter sauce which has been very good yeah also sweet flame barbecue sauce yes also a very good one as well uh chris mentioned the hot popcorn fantastic so, so go to texaspeed.com don't forget dust. texaspeed.com promo code uncensored for chris i'm tyler thanks for tuning in talk to you next week